content. Welcome to Stress to Desserts. I am your host, Kathy, and I'm so glad you joined me on this lovely day. If your day hasn't been lovely, well, I hope I can turn it around. Let's start off with a joke. What do you call an island populated entirely by cupcakes? Deserted. Haha, <laughs> sorry for that. Okay, let's move on and start off with my sweets and sours for the week. This is my favorite part of the episode. Um, my sweet for the week was that I was in New York City this week and it was a lot of fun and really relaxing. My sour for the week is that I once I came back, I had so much work to catch up on, so I'm super busy. Um, so moving on to today's topic, I apologize if you find this a bit of a bore, but it's reading meditation. I'm really honing in on all the different types of meditations. I absolutely adore reading, by the way, so hopefully my fellow bookworms will enjoy this episode. Let's get started. So why does reading make effective meditation? Have you ever been so engrossed in a book that you have forgotten about the world around you? Have you ever looked up from the page and realized it has grown dark outside without you noticing? This has happened to me way too many times. Is this not a pretty clear sign of absolute focus on a single activity? It is certainly an example of escapism. Escapism, you might say, is not what we are here for, though. However, there are similarities between this and a state of mindfulness. If you want more information, you can visit the Conscious Professional website. Many of us use mindful meditation to help relax ourselves. We use it to quiet everything around us, all that noise, and focus on ourselves in the present moment. When we're engaged with a good book or a really interesting article, these things happen without us having to think too much about it. When we read, our brain is alive, and you're producing your own images, sounds, and feelings in your imagination. This makes reading a great candidate for meditation. It offers you opportunities for mindfulness on two levels, in the physical act of reading and in the cognitive reactions to the physical act. You can be mindful of the feel of the book, the texture of the pages, the fonts used, and the smell of the paper. I remember how I used to love the smell of new books. It's such a unique smell of the page when you take a whiff. You can also enact mindfulness upon the world you have created in your head. Take time to appreciate the gifts of your imagination. So what is suitable for mindful reading? Not all texts are necessarily appropriate for mindful reading meditation. For example, academic writing such as business or textbooks are not ideal. These nonfiction texts are not written to be enjoyed as a form of recreation and they are definitely not relaxing to read. They're so full of facts, problems, and absolutes, not a lot of room for intellectual fluidity or imagination. I have experience and definitely say they are not a great read for pleasure and are extremely boring. I could fall asleep reading a textbook. 
I would say fiction is the best. Something not too traumatic or hard-hitting is probably preferable, but as long as it's something that interests and engages you, it doesn't really matter too much. There is this odd pressure when it comes to reading. We can become preoccupied reading as many books as possible to cram them in like it's some sort of competition. Maybe it's just the school mindset or the pressure to finish books within a certain date. But what does this really achieve other than being able to say that you have read a lot of books? Have you really enjoyed reading them? Take your time and don't feel obliged to race through to the end. Enjoy the journey instead of focusing solely on the destination. For some people, books might not be your thing and that is totally fine. But we have all read an interesting article at some point, right? Here is a guide into quick mindfulness reading meditation, and I really want to thank Chris Thompson who wrote this article and which is where all this information came from. Number one, consider the device you are reading from. How big is the screen? Is it clean? How cluttered is your browser? Have you got an abundance of tabs open? Notice the brightness of the light coming from the screen. Two. When you begin to read, pay attention to the movement of your eyes as they scan the text. Experience the sensation of the action. 3. Throughout the activity, notice your breathing and your heart rate. Do they change in reaction to the content of your chosen text? If they do change, try to relax and keep your breath steady. 4. Read with intent. With each sentence, consider, have I read all the words properly? Have I understood everything? 5. How did this article make you feel? Notice this and ask yourself why this is so. Of course, since we are talking about reading, I would love to share some of my favorite books and a few recommendations. The most recent book that I read and really, really loved and highly, highly recommend is called This Is Going to Hurt by Adam Kay. I would recommend this book if you're into medicine or stories about a doctor's experience. It's super, really interesting. When I think about fun reads, I usually turn to lower reading level books that are fiction. For example, I really enjoyed this series called The Land of Stories by Chris Colfer. This is more of a fantasy genre and a middle school level book. I read it a long time ago, but I still think it's fun to read sometimes and just flip through. I also really love books with an independent female character, and I recently read The No Family by Grace Shim which is about a girl who does a DNA test and finds out she has a whole family who she never knew about. Of course, you could always go with the classic Harry Potter series as well. It never gets old. So, of course, I like to have a little exercise in each episode that has nothing to do with the episode's topic, but that's okay. Today, this exercise really fits. It's called Have a Beautiful Day. 
Whenever we do something kind for someone else, we can't help but feel confident. Our levels of the feel-good brain chemical dopamine rise with a genuinely good deed. Emotional brain training experts say that acts of kindness are innate in all of us, but that the reward circuits in our brain shut down when we are overloaded with worry. The answer is to focus on the positive around us in order to jumpstart our attraction to natural pleasures. Try the following imagery to get in touch with the kind-hearted person you know you are and can be for others. 1. Take a moment to think about the emotional warmth you give others even when you yourself might be hurting. 2. Imagine that warmth to be that of the sun as it comes out after a cloudy start to the day. View your emotional stressors as the clouds that simply scatter with all your warmth. 3. Now think of something you'd like to do for someone else with your loving compassion. Make an agreement with yourself that you will allow your warmth to shine in the face of adversity. Practice this exercise every time you feel doubtful or frustrated. As you practice, keep in mind that helpful acts can scatter your negative emotions and leave you feeling gratified. You'll slowly observe how kindness is contagious and brings out the best in you. so much for listening to stress to desserts this was a super fun episode to record because i do love the topic of reading hopefully you take the time to try reading meditation next time you pick up a book or if you're not into reading books maybe try finding some short article or something else you enjoy it's so convenient now to read ebooks online so i'm definitely reading a lot this summer I hope this episode was informative and that you weren't too bored. I wish you all a bright and lucky and beautiful day. Until next time.